You dry it, you roll it, you smoke it, and it goes down smooth. Spanning the continent to bring you the truth about cannabis and marijuana law reform. I smoke pot and I like it a lot. CannabisRadio.com presents the Russ Belleville Show, the voice of the marijuana nation. Hey, this is great, man. Now, here's your host, Radical Russ Belleville. Good day, tokers and tokats and non-taking lovers of liberty. It is Tuesday, April 12, 2016, and it's got to be 420 somewhere in the world. Welcome to the show. So glad to be here with you live and direct from beautiful legal Potland, Oregon. My last couple days here in Potland before I hit the road on the major 2016 marijuana legalization tour. I'm going all across the country, folks, and I'd really love to meet you as I go across this great land of ours. Uh, we'll be at the uh, Blazers versus Nuggets game tomorrow, and I'll be streaming live from the pre-party at Refuge PDX. We'll get a chance to talk to, we hope, some uh, NBA players like Cliff Robinson and whoever else might show up. So make sure you tune in live on Cannabis Radio tomorrow for that show at uh, 3 o'clock Pacific. And then I'm on a jet plane on my way to Washington, D.C. to cover the SSDP conference and then New York City to cover Mark Kleiman's summit and the United Nations General Assembly. Then we catch another plane, make our way back to Eugene for the Oregon Marijuana Business Conference. That's coming up on April 24th. It's a Sunday at the Eugene Hilton. And joining us today at Half Past in our Cannabis Chronicles, we've got Alex Rogers. He's the man behind the Oregon Marijuana Business Conference, and uh, he'll be there to uh, tell us all about the conference. It's really exciting. We've got a celebrity interview with Tommy Chong, a great sit-down interview you'll be able to enjoy, as well as Dr. Carl Hart from Columbia University will be speaking uh, the keynote address at the Oregon Marijuana Business Conference. There's been a lot of changes here in Oregon with recreational marijuana, medical marijuana, a lot of bills that have been passed in the past couple of sessions. If you are interested in cannabis business in Oregon, this will be the event to attend. It's one day. You can get it all in in one day, and some of the state's leading experts will be there. Alex will be here at half past to tell us more. Plus, there's also all sorts of great socializing that goes on at this event, too. So uh, we'll uh, tell you all about that coming up in the Cannabis Chronicles. Then uh, at uh, the Radical Rant portion of the show, the end of the show, I actually get to take a break. I don't have to rant because we've got a guest joining us who's going to do a little ranting for me, although he's not as ranty as I am. He likes to approach things in a more calm fashion. It's John Hudak from the Brookings Institute will be joining us to talk about their latest uh, paper they've put out, The Medical Marijuana Mess, A Prescription to Fix a Broken Policy. I'm usually the one that gets in trouble for calling medical marijuana a mess, so it's nice to have someone else on the show that will take some slings and arrows for me. John Hudek joins us at uh, 45 past on the hour today's show. Uh, also coming up on the show, we'll go behind the headlines and take a look at uh, the new changes in Florida's very limited medical marijuana law and some of the jockeying that's going on amongst the very limited set of producers that are allowed to work within the confines of that law. But that all comes after the Cannabis Radio News. And in the headlines today, we've got some international news for you from Paris, France, where a minister had called for a selective lifting of prohibition. We've got news from Melbourne 
Melbourne, Australia, where medical marijuana has finally taken root in the down under, I guess. Uh, in Providence, Rhode Island, we've got at least 10 bills about marijuana that are being discussed today. Phoenix, Arizona, we got news on the campaign to regulate marijuana like alcohol. Orlando, Florida might surprise us all by decriminalizing marijuana just in time for me to go there in May. In Denver, we've got a new kind of license for marijuana couriers being discussed. And two small towns that are suburbs of Chicago could be voting on marijuana legalization if a meeting turns out well tonight in those two towns. We'll give you the details on that and more coming up on the Russ Belville Show. And then stay tuned for Hour 2, Toker Talk Radio. We'll take your calls and you can be the voice of the marijuana nation. We're back in two minutes. Stick around. This is the Russ Belleville Show on CannabisRadio.com. It's time for the Cannabis Radio News. Covering the latest headlines in consumer cannabis, medical marijuana, and industrial hemp. Cannabis Radio News is now available exclusively at CannabisRadio.com. Now your marijuana headlines in 4 minutes and 20 seconds. This is Cannabis Radio News. This is your Cannabis Radio News for Tuesday, April 12, 2016. Paris, France. Socialist lawmakers in France are rebuking a fellow minister who criticized the country's prohibition of marijuana as ineffective and called for, quote, a selective lifting of prohibition for adults, end quote. Parliamentary Relations Minister Jean-Marie Le Guin insisted that cannabis use was bad for public health, quote, particularly for young people, end quote, but that, quote, prohibition has not led to a decrease in consumption, end quote. One minister from the left said enacting Le Guin's ideas would show, quote, we have let our guard down in the fight against drugs, end quote, while a former prime minister on the right said, quote, legalization of cannabis would be an extremely permissive signal to send to young people, end quote. Cannabis has been prohibited in France since 1970, yet a World Health Organization survey of 42 wealthy nations showed that 15% of French 15-year-olds have used marijuana, the most in the survey beating out Canada, but the United States was not included. Melbourne, Australia. The Australian state of Victoria became the first in the country to legalize medical marijuana following a vote today by the local government. But this won't be a whole plant medical marijuana like found in many U.S. states. The government will license very strictly regulated producers of cannabis, which will then be manufactured into non-smokable cannabinoid products. Children with epilepsy are expected to be the first to benefit from the law sometime in 2017. Providence, Rhode Island. Today, the Rhode Island House Judiciary Committee meets to discuss a bill that would legalize marijuana for adults 21 and older. But lawmakers will also consider other marijuana-related bills that include one to add post-traumatic stress as a qualifying condition for the Ocean State's medical marijuana program and create a fast-track process to get medical marijuana to hospice patients. Other bills make changes to the medical marijuana program and prohibit the home manufacture of solvent concentrates. 
Phoenix, Arizona, the campaign to regulate marijuana like alcohol announced Tuesday that it has collected more than 200,000 signatures in support of a proposed initiative to end marijuana prohibition in Arizona. The campaign needs to collect 150,642 valid signatures of registered Arizona voters to qualify the initiative for the November ballot. The proposed initiative would allow adults 21 and older to possess limited amounts of marijuana, establish a system in which marijuana is regulated similarly to alcohol, and enact a 15% tax on retail marijuana sales, from which a majority of the revenue would be directed to Arizona schools and public education programs. Orlando, Florida. Orlando may become the latest Florida jurisdiction to decriminalize the personal possession of marijuana. Next Monday, the city council will take up a proposal to reduce the punishment for possession of up to 20 grams of marijuana from a misdemeanor to a violation of city code, earning the first-time offender a $50 fine and no criminal record. The fine doubles for a second offense, and a third offense requires an appearance in court. Tampa recently decriminalized possession, as has the counties of Volusia, Broward, Miami-Dade, and Palm Beach. The punishment for possession of marijuana misdemeanor under the state law is a $1,000 fine and up to one year in jail. Denver, Colorado, a first-of-its-kind license for marijuana couriers is nearing nearing approval in Colorado. The State House gave preliminary approval to creating a new marijuana transporter license under the pot regulating agency. Colorado already has 12 marijuana courier companies which fill out shipping manifests to move pot from growing warehouses to store shelves. The couriers are currently classified as marijuana vendors, a broad category which includes other ancillary services. The new license would give those couriers additional powers, such as temporarily store Storing pot if an unexpected snowstorm closes a highway. Champaign-Urbana, Illinois. Citizens in the suburbs of Chicago could be voting on the legalization of marijuana if voters tonight at two small obscure town meetings to place non-binding public policy questions on the ballot. The advisory question is, quote, should the state of Illinois legalize and regulate the sale and use of marijuana in a similar fashion as the state of Colorado, end quote, and whether it is placed on the November ballot in these two Illinois townships will be decided by a majority who attends the 6 p.m. meeting in Cunningham Township, Urbana, and the 7 p.m. town meeting in Champaign. Pro-marijuana supporters are expected to turn out to these annual meetings that usually only attract the city officials required to attend. This has been your Cannabis Radio News for Tuesday, April 12, 2016. I'm Russ Belville. The world of cannabis is evolving at a frenetic pace. The Russ Belville Show gets behind the headlines to take a deeper look at breaking news in our cannabis focus. Today in the Cannabis Focus, we take a look at the state of Florida, where a new law has been passed to expand the very limited medical marijuana that exists in Florida. Florida is one of those southern states that have passed the CBD-only laws. This came about in 2014. Uh, This was the, uh, you know, CBD-only meaning the non-euphoric oil, non-smoked marijuana, very low in THC. Uh, for usually the kids with epilepsy, the severe epilepsy, but it also uh, was legalized for severe muscle spasms or cancer under this uh, Florida law. Uh, Now, there's also been a call for production of this CBD oil, and Florida, unlike some of these other southern states, was supposed to be moving forward with some sort of production here. Uh, It authorized nurseries, that have been in business for 30 years and grow at least 400,000 plants to apply for one of five dispensing organization licenses to produce the high CBD cannabis plants. Well, 
it was met with opposition right from the get-go based on those criteria. Having been in business for 30 years and growing 400,000 plants locked out the black owners of nurseries in Florida who don't have 30 years worth of ownership in some of their businesses. So that was a scandal right from the beginning, uh, uh, seemed a bit racist in the way it was keeping people, certain people out of this process. But even then, it was very slow going on getting those licenses out. The health officials selected uh, five nurseries to be the first dispensing organizations just this last November. Now we've got a situation where the law has been upgraded and the new uh, the new uh, uh, standard there in Florida is that terminally ill patients can qualify for full strength medical marijuana, they call it, uh, which is, you know, regular old medical marijuana with THC if they're terminally ill under this law that allows access to experimental drugs for the terminally ill. So now we've got a whole new set of problems happening in the state of Florida. A week ago, the Department of Health granted one of these licenses to a nursery called San Falasco Nurseries. And this was because health officials wrongly disqualified this grower. Uh, there was a challenge by McCrory's Sunny Hill Nursery, which was already challenging for a license. And the new challenge is that one of the winners, which was uh, Knox Nursery, received a score that was one one thousandth of a percent greater. <laughs> and so they got the license and he is suing that under one of the scoring categories, he should have gotten a higher score. And that would have led to an overall, you know, beating that one one thousandth of a percent. Now, this is, again, a reflection of prohibitionist thinking in limiting these dispensaries so strictly having such high hurdles for these businessmen to have to clear just to be even able to qualify. And then there are only being five of them to produce for a state of what, what are there? 20 million people in Florida, something like that. It, it leads to this unnatural sort of capitalism, this predatory sort of capitalism. And it, it grinds the gears of this bureaucracy to a halt as they try to fairly administer these precious few licenses that are available. It's my hope that the medical marijuana amendment in Florida, that's uh, Amendment 2 again this year, they got the same number, will uh, pass and render a lot of these questions moot because it contains within it a regulatory structure that would allow for much more uh, production of medical marijuana throughout the state. It would be a much closer example of hewing to some sort of free market for medical marijuana. And as the state continues to drag its feet on what has been passed legislatively, I believe that can only motivate more Florida voters to want to vote for the initiative, feeling that, look, we gave the legislature a shot. We let them try to do it in the deliberative bureaucratic fashion, and it's been a failure. And people have continued to suffer, and kids have continued to have seizures while these lawmakers can't get a handle on how to license a few people to grow some marijuana. Meanwhile, there are millions, well, hundreds of people in Florida, thousands perhaps, that are growing marijuana right now. Why does this have to be so difficult? 
Do the right thing, Floridians. Make sure you're registered to vote. And vote yes on Amendment 2. Legalize medical marijuana in the state of Florida. Please. All we want to do is pump you up. All right. Thanks, Hans and Franz. It's time for us to take a break. It's 420 in the mountain time zone. So happy 420 to our friends in Las Cruces, New Mexico. And truth or consequences, New Mexico. And Albuquerque, New Mexico. And... Um, that may be all the Taos, New Mexico. That might be all the New Mexico towns I can think of off the top of my head. <laughs> be back in two. Promoting the end of adult cannabis prohibition is easy because we have facts, science, reason, compassion, evidence, truth, and logic on our side. It's even easier when researchers catalog it all for us. Learn how to gather the facts on marijuana use, arrests, seizures, rehabs, drug tests, and more on this edition of Drug War Data Mining. Today in the Data Mines, we take a look at the unfolding state of marijuana legalization all across this great country of ours. 2016 legalization tour. I'll be traveling from coast to coast promoting the end of adult marijuana prohibition. And here is what is on the menu. First of all, for national marijuana legalization initiatives, Nevada is already on the ballot and it's got a pretty good chance to pass. There's not much polling there, but it is likely to pass. And the state legislators there have embraced and expanded medical marijuana over the recent years. California, great chance to make the ballot and a pretty good chance to pass. It's, of course, the big prize, like in every national election. The Adult Use of Marijuana Act has the backing of the major drug policy reform orgs and, of course, billionaire Sean Parker. So he'll have the money to collect all the signatures they need to make the ballot. Recent polling shows about 55 percent of Californians generally support legalization. Massachusetts, I think there's a good chance to make the ballot and a good chance to pass. This is uh, the MPP CRIMLA uh, campaign to uh, regulate marijuana like alcohol. Uh, they passed decrim in 2008 in Massachusetts and medical in 2012. Both of those got over 60 percent of the vote. It could be closer in 2016 with legalization. Recent polls are showing just above a 50% average support for legalization there. In Arizona, uh, they've got a MPP-backed Kremla. I think it has a good chance to make the ballot and a questionable chance as to whether it passes. Uh, it's got anti-marijuana zealots there, and the support so far is only a 45% plurality, 45% who support legalization, 42 who support medical, 13% who think marijuana ought to be completely illegal. That's in an Arizona state poll. Arizona State University, I should say. Uh, in Maine, there is a fourth MPP-backed Kremla with a questionable chance to make the ballot, but a great chance to pass if it does. Uh, this week, or last week, I should say, the Maine judge reversed the decision on disqualifying 17,000 signatures. Those will be reviewed, and if they uh, enough of them are valid, that will almost surely allow the Marijuana Policy Project Kremla to make the ballot there. Uh, a 2015 poll showed almost two-thirds of Mainers support marijuana legalization, so a very good chance to pass there. And then in Michigan, a slim chance to make the ballot, but a good chance to pass if they do. A grassroots group there is called Comprehensive Cannabis Law Reform Initiative Committee. Their banner is 
MI legalized, like Michigan legalized, and they claim to have raised over 600,000 and 260,000 signatures, but they need to get 253,000 signatures, and so they'll need many more to deal with the problem of invalid signatures. And the uh, Michigan legislature recently changed the rules on signature gathering that calls a lot of their existing signatures into question. But if they make the ballot, 53% of Michiganders currently support marijuana legalization. So that's six states that might have marijuana legalization on the ballot. One of those already does have it on the ballot. If they all made the ballot and win, we would have 10 U.S. states with marijuana legalization. There would be 84 million Americans in those states, and that would be 25%, a little over 25% of the population. One out of four Americans would live in a legal marijuana state if they all passed. Now, there are other state legalization initiatives. There are MCLR in California. There's Arizonans for Mindful Reform in Arizona. There's the Missouri Cannabis Restoration Protection Act. And they all, as they say in sports, have a mathematical shot at the playoffs. Unfortunately, some of those same activists in California, Arizona, Missouri, and Massachusetts, for that matter, are vowing to defeat the other initiatives that are likely to make the ballot. So we got to keep our eye on that for medical marijuana initiatives. We've got Florida. It's on the ballot and it has a great chance to, uh, to pass. Uh, it's recent polls show about 65% support in Ohio. There's a good chance to make the ballot and a great chance to pass, even though they defeated legalization last year by almost a two to one margin during that they polled and found three out of four Ohioans support medical marijuana. MPP's taking the lead there with the Ohioans for Medical Marijuana Group, and they're already past their first initial hurdle with the uh, Attorney General's office to go forth and gather signatures. With the funding they'll get, they got a good chance of making the ballot. In Missouri, there's a slim chance to make the ballot, but a good chance to pass. Uh, Drug Policy Alliance has donated $50,000 to help New Approach Missouri gather signatures with the Medical Marijuana Initiative in the Show Me State, but There's only 30 days remaining for petitioning, and they've only collected 58% of the 256,000 signature goal they need. But if they got on the ballot, 64% of Missourians are in favor. If you add these three states to the current 23 states in Washington, D.C. that recognize medical use, there'd be 186 million Americans in those states, or over 58% of the population. In Pennsylvania, if they get their act together and manage to pass the Medical Marijuana Act there, and you add that to those other states, we'd have 27 of them, and there'd be medical marijuana in over 62% of the population would be in those states, over 200 million almost 200 million Americans. And then as far as legalization, we told you the story of Rhode Island. They're discussing a legalization bill tonight in their House Judiciary Committee. So Rhode Island was working on a legislative legalization. Vermont, it's kind of stalled on its uh, legalization in the House, but the Senate has favored it, so it's working forward there. And we've got other states uh, that have tried and killed their medical marijuana bills, unfortunately. Nebraska, Kentucky, South Carolina, Tennessee, and West Virginia are not moving forward with their medical marijuana bills. 
We'll be covering the 2016 marijuana election all this year on Cannabis Radio News and the Russ Belleville Show here on CannabisRadio.com. Join us on Marijuana Election Night live Tuesday, November 8th, 2016. It'll be my fifth straight live election night for you. We're back in two with Alex Rogers. This is the Russ Belleville Show. once said that when there's a gold rush, it's a good time to be in the pick and shovel business. Today, we look at the rapidly evolving markets in the marijuana green rush in our Cannabis Chronicles. Today in the Cannabis Business Chronicles, we are taking a look at the upcoming Oregon Marijuana Business Conference. It will be happening on April 24th here in Eugene, Oregon at the Eugene Hilton downtown. And uh, Alex Rogers from the Oregon Marijuana Business Conference will be joining us in just a minute here. Uh, on the telephone, but uh, I'll preview this a little bit for you to give you an idea because I have covered and been a part of Alex's conferences, both the Oregon conference and the international conference. And I can tell you that these are top of the world events. These are certainly international class events as far as the quality of people that you will be interacting with and the quality of information that you will get from the speakers and the networking couldn't be better as well. You won't be inundated by some massive, noisy expo atmosphere. There's 40 exhibitors, so you can have time to see them all and interact with them very closely and, and do the networking that you need to do to move your business forward without feeling pressured to have to visit 500 different booths that might be on some big, loud expo floor. So uh, that's one aspect of this that I always find very uh, useful. And the other aspect of the Oregon Marijuana Business Conference is the scheduling of the event and the main keynote speaker that everyone is looking forward to. We, the, the conference begins and ends with the fireworks. It begins with Dr. Carl Hart. And Dr. Carl Hart has become uh, quite the media darling uh, with respect to the war on drugs lately, an unimpeachable background from Columbia University, a neuropsychopharmacologist who's been working in the field for years and has studied more about different drugs than almost anyone else in the country. Uh, he will be delivering the keynote at 9 a.m. on Sunday. And you can learn more about this at OregonMBC.com, OregonMBC, as in Oregon Marijuana Business Conference.com. And uh, Carl Hart's speech will run for the first hour, 9 a.m. And then at 10 a.m., we have a piece on local ordinances and activism that will feature Leland Berger, who's a cannabis attorney who's argued all the way to the, the Supreme Court with respect to our marijuana rights and regulations. Sarah Duff and Anthony Johnson from Duff Johnson Consulting. Of course, Anthony was the, uh, the man who was the chief petitioner of Oregon's legalization law. Sarah Duff, his wife, a consultant who's been working with the medical marijuana industry for over a decade now. They'll be talking about the latest local ordinances that are happening all throughout the state of Oregon, where especially in eastern Oregon, they are coming up with bans and prohibitive zoning to try to uh, restrict the unfolding of the marijuana industry. 
at 11 o'clock, there will be a panel on OLCC licensing and compliance. This panel will feature Nathan Ricks, Amanda Borup, Will Higlin, and it's moderated by Brent Kenyon. This will be all about topics including uh, licensing and requirements for farming, retail, wholesale, manufacturing, and processing, and the brand new micro canopy license that allows medical marijuana growers to supply to the recreational marijuana market while still continuing to care and provide for their patients. You can, there will be a question and answer opportunity as well to get all your answers about these latest changes to the Oregon laws. 12 o'clock will be the lunch break, a perfect time to network and meet others at the event. And then at 1.15, there will be a presentation by Aaron Smith, the director of the National Cannabis Industry Association, to tell us all what's happening with the latest reforms and what are needed in uh, the federal level in Washington, D.C., when it comes to our industry. At 1.30 p.m., we have the mayor of Coquille, Oregon. His name is Matt Rowe. He's Oregon's youngest serving mayor, but he's in his fourth year on the job. Uh, he will be discussing the successes he's had in Coquille and push to keep their city council from restricting the marijuana industry in that area, that area of the uh, southern Oregon coast. Matt Rowe, the mayor of Coquille, speaking at 1.30. At 1.45, a legislative update from State Senator Floyd Prezanski, one of the champions of both medical and recreational marijuana in the Oregon legislature. He'll be speaking at 1.45. 2.15, a panel on growers and retailers on how large grow sites are affected by some of the new law changes and how retailers are affected by some of the new ordinances that have been passed. At 3 o'clock, a panel on cannabis processors that includes Leland Berger again to offer the legal perspective. And then Pioneer Pete and Cedar Gray, two well-respected cannabis processors in this industry to offer their perspective. At 3.45, a panel on testing, labeling, and branding. Bjorn Fritsch and Jeremy Hanlon will be going all over the branding and labeling topics. And then at 4 o'clock, we close the show with the superstar, Tommy Chong, who will sit down for an onstage intimate interview by Steve Bloom from CelebStoner.com and Freedom Leaf Magazine. That's a full day that you're going to get that Sunday, April 24th, in Eugene at the Eugene Hilton for the Oregon Marijuana Business Conference. The website, again, is OregonMBC.com. You can learn more about that and still book your tickets. You can also get a conference ticket uh, for $199, and there's another one for $299, which gives you the conference ticket, plus the Saturday night VIP reception with Dr. Carl Hart. This is uh, the VIP reception that will be happening uh, Saturday night from 6 to 8 at the Hilton Sky Lounge, and it kicks off the conference weekend uh the night before the conference, this is the Saturday night. So if you want to make that, uh, that uh, VIP reception, it's Saturday night, six to eight. We'll have the chance to hobnob with Dr. Carl Hart. 
The VIP party happens at the Wow Hall. That's the Workers of the World Hall in Eugene, Oregon, at 8 p.m. on Sunday night. Tommy Chong will be there, and that event is free for all ticket holders. So $199 gets you into everything that's happening on Sunday from the full uh, day's event all the way through Tommy Chong's uh, celebrity interview and the after party. If you spend the extra $100, you can get into the Saturday night VIP reception with Dr. Carl Hart. All of this, again, can be found at the OregonMBC.com website for the Oregon Marijuana Business Conference. Tickets are still on sale now at the uh, website and at the locations uh, Jamaica Joel's, Greener Side, TJ Organics, Flower of Life, Northwest Alternative Health, and Ashland Alternative Health. Or you can purchase tickets by phone by dialing 888 920 6076. That's a toll free number, 888 920 6076. Oregon Marijuana Business Conference at the Eugene Hilton on April 24th, 2016. And if you need to stay, uh, the Hilton has discounted rooms for people that are staying at the hotel. For more information on that, visit the website at OregonMBC.com. Some of the exhibitors that will be uh, appearing there at the Oregon Marijuana Business Conference will include Greenleaf Labs, the National Cannabis Industry Association, Tommy Chong's in, uh, new venture, Chong Sun Inc., the Russ Belleville Show, of course. We will be there covering the event. Evergreen Law Group, the Oregon Sun Growers, Sun Grown Growers Guild, CannabisRadio.com, the Arcview Group, and so many more. Sage Analytics, Security Monster, Northwest Alternative Health. These are the people in the state of Oregon who are the pioneers in this marijuana industry. If you want to get involved, if you want to help promote your brand or get your brand involved with these other brands, this will be the place to be. The Oregon Marijuana Business Conference, OregonMBC.com, April 24th, Sunday at the Eugene Hilton. We will be there bringing you coverage on the Russ Belleville Show as well. All right, we've got to take a break, and my apologies, uh, Alex uh, did not dial in for our interview. We'll see what happened, and maybe we can get him on the show sometime soon in the future. But we're going to take a break, and when we come back, crossing our fingers, we'll have John Hudak from the Brookings Institute dialing in to discuss his new report on the medical marijuana mess, a prescription to fix a broken policy. I'm Radical Russ, live in beautiful legal potland, Oregon. Later tonight, we'll be at the National Cannabis Industry Association Oregon Caucus, and I'll bring you some audio from that event on tomorrow's show. Don't forget to check out RadicalRust.com, my blog, where you can find all my writing from across the web and stuff you can't find anywhere else. We're back with John Hudak in two minutes. This is the Russ Belleville Show on CannabisRadio.com. 